That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. We'll go back to D's fucking A. I even forgot that. I messed that part up. <laughs> Been a long time. All right. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the DC Batman podcast with no limits. Uh, the stack is back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go around uh, the quick roundtable real quick. We got Robin D. Cross over in Canada. It's not very round. It's sort of just like we're, we're, at, we're at that table that Bruce and Vicky eat at in <laughs> Batman 80. You know, that really ridiculously long table. That really the dining room that he's never eaten in before in his life. He's never been in that room. Right. Um, I'm Bat Force Tom in California, Southern California, and um, dude, like, I've probably had maybe three to four people in the last weeks DM me asking, "Hey, when's the show coming back?" And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? The show's been there. It's just that I guess people are sick and tired of the top tier guests of DC Comics coming on and." Oh, uh, so sorry. <laughs> I know. So I guess uh, Sean Murphy is not good enough for you. Um, who else did we have? Adam Adam Hughes isn't good enough for you. Joshua Williamson, Jonathan Glapian. Yeah, I think I think we even had no, maybe not Snyder. Tom King. Well, uh, Tom King was back in what May, I think. Um, Tom King with special special guest appearance with uh, Clay Mann. I think we had we had Mitch on too. Um, yeah, dude, we had uh, Lee Bermejo, so I guess none of those guys are good enough, but everyone's asking, when's Stack coming back? When's Stack coming back? So I'm like, I'm honestly, I we started doing this not thinking anyone would really care. We we started doing it because selfishly, we just wanted to get the books early from DC Comics, and this was the best way to give them something to prove that we're doing something with it. And um, apparently it's become kind of a, a favorite among some of the listeners. So thank you guys for that. Let me see if I can open up and see who exactly. I know Coitus Sweet sent me a very long, nice DM. Um, but he was very apologetic and he was like, not that I don't like um, the guests and, and all that stuff. And he's like, you guys have been doing a great job. However, I do miss the stack because I think he was saying that um, he gets behind on his reading. So it's nice to have like, you know, the abridged cliff notes from us. Um, to be able to kind of listen to that first and then dive in and read. We should, and then vice versa. People do that. We should start just giving really ridiculously wrong accounts of what happens in comics. Right. <laughs> so people are just lost. Like when uh, he goes away on, on the boat trip and when he comes back, uh, Dwight tells him that, that the warehouse burned down. <laughs> so when he's talking to David Wallace, <laughs> he refers to the, uh, to the warehouse being burned down. Oh my god! But yeah, it's it's been forever since we've done a stack. It's been yeah, eight four yeah. years. <laughs> we were just saying that I think the last time we did like a legit stack. I mean, we've we've reviewed uh, we've reviewed some of the books because we've had like the author come on or the artist come on. So we've done 
like those books that week, that one specific book. But we haven't talked about multiple books, the weeklies, um, since I want to say Last Night on Earth book one was the last time. And that was like months ago. So, um, yeah, you know, it's summertime. We went all summer basically without a stack. And that's just because it was con season. And some of us were at um, San Diego. You had Fan Expo. Um, just people are busy going on vacations, stuff like that. So we just couldn't really schedules were just crazy. And, but we're going to try to get back to it. And, uh, you know, for those people that are hounding us, like hopefully we'll give you as much as we can with, you know, the allotted schedules that we have, but we did notice and we do want to make sure to give you guys the content that you are begging for. So here it is. So let's just jump into it. Um, this week it is what it's going to be. Tomorrow is when, or actually, when you hear this, it's going to be Wednesday the fourth of September. And um, the books that are coming out, let's run through the little list real quick. The big ones are going to be um, deceased. What's the full title of that book? Uh, it's deceased, a good day to die. And then uh, Doomsday Clock issue eleven, um, Justice League, the new issue of Justice League, um, Legion of Superheroes, Millennium, Batman and Ross number one, Harley and Ivy number one. Um, a couple books that we kind of are big books that we didn't really talk about in the time that we were away was Batman Last Night on Earth, book two. The last few issues of Batman, been huge events happening there. Um, booked, is it book two of White Knight? Yeah, yeah. Book, book two, two of uh, White Knight. But anyways, um, you want, you want to just really brief, just brush over Last Night on Earth, book two? Um, just, just kind of give everybody just a heads up that those books are out. It's, uh, the kind of final chapter in, uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, Jonathan Glapian and FCO Placencia's, um, did I say that name right? Placenta? Placencia? Placenta? <laughs> Placenta? Don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> but, uh, book two, yeah. So we, we talked about it when the book came out. Um, the art's fucking awesome. Like, you can tell that these dudes are really, like pumping out some of their best work on this thing. Um, oh, we did talk about book two because fucking Glapian was with us. Yeah, yeah, we did. There you go. But oh. but he he hadn't seen, like, he hadn't actually read the issue. Like, oh, he only, that's right. Yeah, he, he just knew the art. That was all he uh, knew of what was happening in it. So we kind of glossed over it. But long story long, um, what was it? It's uh, Lex Luthor's Evil per usual and uh he does this thing where he challenges superman to like a riddle or like a duel right a duel of wits and then his whole plot is that he's got like shards of kryptonite somehow like under the earth and if um superman is wrong or whatever then he kills Super- i think i can't remember specifically like what the deal was but uh he's they would both make their case for justice and doom like right. make a speech and whoever convinced people to their side would win oh they had an audience that's right and then i can't remember does he does he does he actually convince people to side with him or does he just cheat regardless yeah i this this was a a bad decision it was so long ago that i read it i can't even remember how it happens now but either way i just remember superman getting skewered to fuck and he, he dies he kills him and then uh that just sets off the chain of events that leads to like the barren wasteland that is like the Gotham city that Bruce wakes up in. And um, it's just, it's like Mad Max Batman, you know, like a hellscape. And uh, Luther's gone insane. He's like crackhead Luther. 
and uh, he's made all these like Superman robots that are they're like clone robots and they're not nearly as they're not as powerful as him. So they're easily defeated. But um, anyways, uh, it was creepy. It was cool. Um, art, the art is amazing. So definitely check that out. Batman number 77 was a huge one. Um, the newest chapter in City of Bane. Was it City of Bane part two or three, I believe? Yeah. Um, and uh, just kind of um, Thomas Wayne and Bane have essentially taken over Gotham. Um, the rogues are kind of running uh being being a vigilante is illegal and so it's punishable by death so if any of the bad families caught in gotham they immediately get i guess put to death um in the issue previous to that uh alfred was kidnapped and so in this issue you see um bane and thomas wayne or thomas wayne rather working with gotham girl as kind of like his robin rounding up um heroes and so they they get to damien they round damien up and uh, they take him down, and then you realize that they've got Damien and, and Alfred kind of face-to-face. And uh, Thomas Wayne's explaining to Damien, he's like, you know what has to happen now, don't you? And, um, I mean, I don't want, do you want to say it? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, fucking Bane just f- fucking snaps Alfred's neck and kills him dead. So that's how that issue ends. Batman 77 ends with Alfred being murdered, moited. By now, what, what did you think of that part happening? Because when I read the issue, I I wasn't even expecting uh, like a big reaction when the issue came out a few days later, because my as soon as I saw it happen, I just automatically assumed that this was not the main Alfred. Like, I, I just figured, OK, well, it's got to be like the Alfred from Flashpoint Universe or something. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I, I'm like, you know, it's comics. Obviously, it's it's huge. It's a big deal because uh, so many people say, like, you can't ever kill Alfred or, you know, Alfred's one of the most important characters. And um, um, Snyder even danced, like, around the idea, but he never did it for um, Death of the Family. But uh, Tom King kills a Alfred. And I, I agreed with you. Like, I don't think they ever um, show a Flashpoint Alfred in any of the iterations of that of that storyline either if it was in flashpoint i don't think there's an in flashpoint they don't show alfred but they don't even i don't think they say that he's dead either um so if i can remember correctly he's not mentioned in the original flashpoint series even in flashpoint the world of batman i don't know if he's mentioned in that and then now in um this stuff um they don't mention him either so i think yeah i think that uh thomas plucked that alfred out of his timeline brought him here to use this kind of like just you know um a pawn to keep playing this game to to punish batman to punish bruce for continuing on as batman and to break him even more i mean it's kind of a smart move because uh bane has essentially taken away catwoman from him he's taken away alfred now so like what the fuck else is he gonna start taking away he's gonna start killing off robins too and we know that uh, Thomas isn't really exactly on Bane's side because he tried to fuck him a few issues ago. Right. And uh, he wanted to use the Lazarus Pit to bring back uh, Martha. Yeah. And you know, just live their life, you know, the three of them together, just go off and live. Yeah. Um, so this is issue 77. He's going to, is he going, what was the issue? They thought he was going to 100, but now he's going to what, 85? He's going to 85. Uh, yeah. 55 and then doing the uh the 12 issue batcat series with clay cool okay yeah so um 
big yeah so you guys will be able to decide for yourselves what you think is going on with alfred i think to be honest i think maybe he might um they might let alf they might keep alfred maybe out of the books for a little bit just to let it kind of weigh you know weigh down um maybe they'll bring him back eventually but i think like you know i don't mind i don't mind people being like what the fuck oh uh bane also took um uh, Dick Grayson away because he shot him in the head, and basically yeah. now he's not Dick Grayson anymore. He's he's somebody different, and he's still not back. And people are still really pissed about that. He's still not called Dick. Yeah. Um, Dick or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I think also recently announced this week. Uh, actually, it's just a fucking rumor. So I don't know if it's uh, take this with a grain of salt, but some comic book blog site um, reported that. Uh, potentially, I guess, near the end of King's run or in 2020, um, there's going to be a black Batman. And I think you were uh, pretty spot on. Well, if it's going to be somebody, maybe it's going to be Duke. Like, maybe Duke will have to put on the cowl for a time being. Yeah, um, just get his turn because every other Robin, like, I know Duke's not, not a Robin, but you know, he's close to it. He's you know sort of a Robin analog. But yeah. every Robin has got their chance to stand in as Batman. Yeah, at some point. So, um, yeah, they might because it makes sense. Like, you know, if, if you're continuing on with like the the route the King's going, like Bane, Bane took Dick Grayson, Catwoman, now Alfred. Um, there's art that I think Tom and Clay were kind of teasing where it looks like Bruce and Selina are obviously not in Gotham. They, they're not. Um, so there can even even as uh, Paris at the moment, yeah, but, um, even as even as far down with the art that they're sharing, I don't know where that's going to take place. They're still not back in Gotham, so maybe at some point, like he's just not in Gotham, and, and Duke's like, there needs to be a fucking Batman here, so I'm gonna have to do it. Um, might be that, but anyways, just something to uh, chew on that we heard on the old internet. Um, but let's get into the stuff that we did read for this week that's coming out. Um, Deceased. So there's, it, is it five issues of the normal Deceased storyline that had come out? Uh, we're four issues deep in the regular series. And then uh, A Good Day to Die is out this week. And it's sort of, it splinters off from the main story, which is focusing really on the main, sort of the core Justice League members. And this one, uh, Shoots off from that and shows what's going on with Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, uh, Booster and Beetle, uh, Constantine is in there. Damn. You get this, this whole other group. And for anyone that read the Tom King and Mitch Garrett's Mr. Miracle uh, miniseries, which if you didn't, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> but uh, anyone that was a fan of that, there are some... There, there's at least that I remember one, at least one fun little reference to, to their miniseries, and just you know, it's it's nice to have some more Scott and Berta stuff going on. Dope. Yeah. Well, um, th- this book, if if you've been reading the main series, you know it. Every issue pretty much goes bad for everyone involved, and this issue is exactly the same. So I'm. Did did you read this one? I didn't get a chance. No. Okay. Well. I don't know. Do you care spoil if I say no? Spoil the shit out of it. I want. I want to go along for the ride, like the listeners, man. That's what they do. Cool. So yeah, basically everyone involved in this issue 
by the end of the issue is just getting fucking annihilated. It's a bloodbath. Just fuck murking everybody. Ooh, did I lose you there? No, I it cut out for a second, but uh, uh, my bad. But yeah, deceased is uh, another bloodbath issue, and everything's just still getting worse. Yeah, and it's, it's um, he and it's super popular. Like I saw that uh, Tom Taylor was like thanking people because it's like in the top ten like each week, right? It, anytime it's out. Yeah. Well, uh, when when issue one came out. Uh, now, typically every month that there's an issue of Doomsday Clock, it's the number one seller for that month. Mm. But the month that issue one of Deceased came out, it not only beat Doomsday Clock for the number one spot, but it doubled it. Oh, shit. Doubled the number of copies sold that the number two book had. That's insanity. And Jeff, John, Frank. Oh, no, who's who's drawing it? Uh, I'm Frank Quietly. Gary Frank. There's a Frank in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's nuts, dude. Well, yeah, it's especially like I'm surprised too because um I the fact that Doomsday Clock is still selling so well, even though it's like coming out once every like three months. Yeah, um, like there's big gulfs in between, but it's still awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw um I heard a couple of people complaining and wondering why um doomsday clock has taken so long and i wonder something's going on something's going on over at dc how come they haven't addressed it why haven't it do it's like it's as easy as the fact that like jeff johns is heavily involved in writing his baby of a show star girl mm-hmm. um the character he created that is now getting its own tv show for a major you know the network so of course he's like that's like his fucking heart and soul right now so he's putting probably like 95 percent of his attention to that and, and he's, he's working for them, and he's working on three jokers with Jay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Titans going on. Right. Yeah. So he's he's just doing everything down there for the TV stuff. So, um, I mean, it's unfortunate for comic readers who really, really want to get this stuff out right away. But yeah, I don't think that's it shows any. I don't think it's anything like that that they don't want him to put it out. If anything, fucking yeah, DC Comics would love it if it was a monthly. But like. In reality, he just can't get to it as much as he'd like to. And this is the same thing that kind of happened when he did the first um, the first two volumes of um, Batman Earth 1. And then he still wants to put out the third volume. He was sharing art from the third volume. But then all this other shit came up, so that's what they're focusing on now. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's anything crazy going on. I really just think it's scheduling, and he's got just so much on his plate that he just can't really focus on the comic stuff so much. But um, Deceased. Um, is it the same? It's it's Tom Taylor also? Yeah, uh, it's a lot of the same people that uh, that work on the main series, but like uh, Laura Braga does a lot of the pages, uh, the interior pages in this one. Cool. Yeah, and it got a, a cool cover and a cool variant too, I saw. So. Yeah, um, there are four different covers <laughs> for this issue. For a spinoff book. That's crazy. Good timing too. Um Fall's coming up, so everyone's wanting to get into the spooky Halloween spirit. So, good book to grab if you are wanting to get some gruesome-looking stuff. Um, Doomsday Clock, man. Um, I'm Because it's been so far and few between releases, I purposely stopped probably around issue four or five. I think five. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe I went further than that. But um, 
I wanted to wait because I'm like, I, I just can't, I can't keep up. I can't remember everything. So I think the last thing I was reading was like mime and marionette just like fucking murdered like a whole room of people with like no, well, what seems to be no weapons. Yeah. So um, what's going on with Doomsday Clock right now? Well, this is the second to last issue, the penultimate issue. So everything sort of gets set up for the finale in this one. So uh, there are so many different, uh, there's so many moving parts in this story. Like you have uh, the Batman Rorschach story that's been, uh, that's been going along uh, the, the whole political story with the, uh, you know, all, all the government, uh, the U.S., bas- basically the U.S. against the world at this point, uh, as everything's getting so tense and yeah. heroes from from the U.S. and, and Russia head to head against each other. Uh, but the big part that we finally get to see here, uh, while, you know, Ozymandias is, you know, trying to... Uh, do the exact same thing that he did in the Watchmen and just orchestrate uh, th- this big thing to to help his own world, which is you know the, the gist of what he's trying to do here. What we finally get down to at the end is throughout the series, we've seen these scenes of Dr. Manhattan has been talking about like he knows the future, so he knows exactly when he's going to encounter superman you know he knows exactly when superman's gonna see him for the first time so what we have at the end of this issue is dr manhattan getting down to the end of that countdown you know superman will see me in three two one Mm. and the issue ends with superman very pissed off looking just staring straight at dr manhattan and they're face to face damn Dr. Manhattan. So the n- next issue is going to be probably a big ass fight. And I, I don't know if uh, I should look at it. I want, I wonder if it's going to be a giant issue. Mm. I haven't even looked up if it's going to be oversized or not. I wonder if this is, they already but... feel like these already feel like oversized issues. There's yes, so uh, much story yeah, in it. Uh, yeah. It's like if you count the, uh, that extra content that's in the back of, uh, of every issue, it's like a, I think it's like a 33 page book. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I think um, the sound that my computer just made is definitely going to make it in the recording because of the way it records the whole thing, not just. So that'll be interesting to hear. Uh, my computer's dying, if anyone cares, if you heard that. But <laughs> I, I didn't even hear it. So. Oh, okay. So maybe, maybe it's not going to get picked up. Anyways, um, sick. Doomsday clock. Um, did you read, you said you did read Justice League, right? Yes. I, uh, loved the, uh, a tweet that, uh, Grumpler put up saying that this week I read three comics and all three, uh, had to do with time travel. <laughs> and I think he was talking, he was talking about Justice League, Legion, and was it, I don't know what other one he was talking about. Um, um the other one was time travel. Maybe he was getting caught up with something else, but yeah, Justice League is definitely time travel heavy right now because, um, man, okay, so there's so much going on in Justice League. First of all, I feel, and I don't know if you agree, Tom or Tom, sorry, um, our best friend writer Scott Snyder, I feel is barely talking about this book, like barely talking about it, and it's one of the best fucking things he's ever done. 
like he's he's promoting um la- he's promoting last night on earth very heavy he's promoting uh, batman who laughs very heavy and then i feel like when he has time he'll kind of tweet or talk about this book but this book's so fucking good like this is some great justice league story time um, yeah, yeah it's been really good all the way through uh i know uh i've been hearing just from people at the shop saying yeah i I fell off, you know, with Justice League uh, a few months back just because there was so much to read. But I started hearing so much about it that I had to pick it up again. And so now, I, you know, it's, it's so good. I have to go back and catch up on everything I missed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's been good, like, the whole time. Like, um, they've had a couple, you know, the, the story goes in a couple of different directions. But for the most part, it kind of eventually gets back to the same thing, which is um, Legion of Doom trying to get the, what's it called? Um the little totality. orb what's it called the totality yes they're trying to get the totality um brainiac is brainiac and he is now at this point bottling like not just cities but he's bottling um entire timelines now like he's 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 now going he's he's time traveling and and capturing full fucking like history like you know, so he's like bottling full timelines now and, and imprisoning them. So they have that that they got to deal with. Um, Flash and Green Lantern just met up with the Justice Society, which is fucking awesome. So uh, the Justice Society is back in continuity in some sense because, um, from what it sounds like, it's like when they had just formed. Um, so Flash, Green Lantern, John Stewart, Green Lantern have just met up with like Hawkman, um, Our Man. Um, the Atom, uh, Sandman, uh, what's the the fighter? Um, Wildcat. Yeah. Um, just like awesome fucking shit. Oh, uh, Doctor Fate. So, um, just co- I, I love I love the Justice Society. So it's because Jeff Johns wrote uh, an awesome run on that. So it's cool to see them back. And on top of that, um, oh fuck, well Starman is in there too. Yeah. Um, Starman, uh, and then Kamandi, right? Kamandi's in there. Yeah, uh, in, in, uh, in the other timeline, is he in? Yeah, I think he's so, just, yeah, in the, uh, with, in the with future. The, right. And so, um, they're trying to stop Brainiac. They're trying to stop the Justice, uh, the, the Legion of Doom. And then, uh, Luther has his own motives aside from being up with the Legion of Doom. So it's just like three different fucking things they're trying to do at the same time. But it's all coming to a head, it seems like. The art is. I think, dude, like, not just the story, but the art. Oh, fucking, like, Jose, what's his name? Georgie Jimenez? Uh, Jimenez yeah. Yeah. Fucking, oh, dude, this guy has been knocking it out of the park, like, consistently. Um, you know, his- one thing I like about this run so far, uh, aside from that, you know, it's been Scott and James Tynan both writing it, but if you look in the credits on a lot of the issues, like the ones that are just... Uh, Normally, it would just say Scott is writing. I like how it credits Scott and Jorge both on the plot. You know, mm. so like they're actually crafting this together. That's a cool thing. Yeah, that is cool. Um, just an awesome fucking book right now. Legends was saying he got caught up and he says, um, I think he said it was the best thing that Snyder's ever written. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, best thing, best thing Snyder's ever written or some shit like that. Or my favorite thing Snyder's ever written, I think he said. Which is saying a lot because Snyder's written a lot of cool stuff. And, and um, this is sort of like Scott's Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. just 
giant all-encompassing story and it it has that that same kind of feel um did, did is it was it purposeful do you think that uh Kamandi's in this as well as in the legion book because it felt like maybe one of them yeah. is kind of helping in the other yeah because yeah the this is introducing scott's upcoming run on uh, jsa uh, uh so i think also helping to usher in uh the bendis run on legion cool yeah um so nice little segue into uh another book that since it's been announced i was super happy about and i think we were kind of talking about but legion of superheroes has been kind of off and on um i don't think they were in any of the new 52 i don't think um it was definitely around like after um i think it was zero hour they had a couple things in there um but more recently i think 2011 was the last time that legion was like really kind of anything um it's been really out of comic continuity for a while so that's why it's cool that they're bringing it back and this time around um they're saying that it's going to tie in all the different uh timelines of the multiverse so it starts out with um the character Rose, I forget her last name, but she's the one who has the split personality who becomes Thorn. But Rose is kind of lost in um, the... So the very beginning of it is when Supergirl... Like, it's President Supergirl. So I can't remember what timeline that is, but that's the first one. It's obviously in the future. Even f- and then she, she's... You're, in, you're introduced to her character again, and then you're introduced to her plight, which is she doesn't know how she got to the future. All she knows is that she has a split personality who causes damage, and when she's not in control, this other person, Thorn, becomes in control and causes a bunch of shit, whatever. Um, but for then, years now, she's been on this medication that suppresses right. that side of her, but now with uh, all these advances, they've been able to cure people like from birth from having uh, disorders like that, so they have stopped making the medication that she's that she's been yeah. taking so now her worry is well i'm gonna lose the ability to control this thorn's gonna come back out and she's gonna be pissed off that she's been suppressed for so long right uh and flash forwards more to the batman beyond uh universe and so where she captures basically she like sets a trap and captures terry mcginnis um and then what's cool is i think the first the first um couple pages are jim lee um, doing the art so you see like jim lee's art and there's uh nods to uh, suicide squad so you see jim lee drawing the suicide squad you see jim lee drawing superman and then uh the the batman beyond universe it's dustin new uh dustin newen doing yeah, the art so batman beyond again yeah which is cool to see him doing that and so she's questioning terry as to like why do you do this why do people still you know why do why, why do people still fight crime what's the point um, she thinks that she hopes that maybe Batman Beyond is the original Batman and she realizes he's not and doesn't have any answers. And it cuts again to a different future, the Commandi, basically Commandi's future, um, where she's looking for Superman's uh, Superman's suit. She finds it and she kills an elder to get to it. And that's when Commandi kind of like steps in and is like questioning her. She gets away from him and then it jumps up again to another future, um, further into the future. And she's now trying to join the Planeteers, trying to get off the planet. 
um, she's interacting with this like the, I forget what his name is, um, but the whole time they're just running a test on her to see like if she's stable, and obviously she's not stable. And uh, she even explains that moment when she starts to run away, like if you see Thorn, you know it's it's you're gonna think it's me, but it's not me. Um, so it's kind of setting up how like the same character is jumping through time, like you know it keeps going further and further into the future. So it's yet to be seen exactly how it's all gonna tie together. Um, but what is crazy is that obviously you're getting the Pre- Madam President Supergirl timeline with uh, Batman Beyond with Kamandi all tied into the same book, which has never been done before, I don't think. Um, I don't think Kamandi's has uh, maybe Superman. I don't know. I don't even know what Kamandi's been like folded into before, though, because that was a big um, uh, Jack Kirby book that uh, he did. And that was specifically this like at the end of the world. And it's just so far into the future that there's like no more humans and he's the last one. Anyways, um, nutty book. I really liked it. I'm really digging where it might go. Um, it's cool and to see this, it back. This, this is just a two part series that leads into the main series that will begin after. So Legion of Superheroes Millennium is one and two. And then it's going to go to a regular Legion book. Indeed. Cool. Down for it. I'm all about it. Um, you didn't read Batman and Roz, number one? Uh, I haven't finished it. Okay. Yeah, written but... by... It was drawn and written by Neil Adams, and it feels like you're reading and looking at a Batman book from the 70s, which could be a good or bad thing, however you want to take it, but um, it is a Neil Adams Batman book, man. Like, it's got his the, voice. Um, the, the, the coolest thing, like I, like I said, I haven't gotten through all of it yet, but right at the beginning, so it starts you off with uh, a, a perfect Neil Adams character, Dead Man, yeah. and it sets the stage that he, Dead Man, has arrived in Gotham, uh, post the events of Cataclysm and No Man's Land. That's right. Yeah. So it's like it's taking place um, right after. So it's taking us to the past a little bit. Yeah. That's yeah. I did like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And um, you know, just the nineteen seventies, eighties, however you want to call it, Neil Adams story. Um, dude, the way Batman talks is so old school. So like Neil Adams, um, it it sounds like Neil Adams. If Neil Adams was Batman and he was talking to people, this is what it would sound like. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else was going on in this book? Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, the Robins show up. Um, just crazy shit happening. It's it's an interesting book. How many how many issues do you think is going to be this one? Uh, this is a six. Holy shit! They're letting him run around over there on his own without a leash. That's kind of crazy. But he's Neil Adams. I mean, he kind of kind of have to let him do what he wants, I guess. Um, and Ra's al Ghul is another character that he does a great job. I mean, obviously, like, you know, um, classic, classic Neil Adams character. So he's being reintroduced here as kind of like uh, is he he's kind of leading his own unit of like, kind of militia or military style like security that uh, he's offering to give to the GCPD to help eliminate all the shit that's going on um and the fallout of of what happened so um yeah man it's if you want another batman book and you want an old school feel to it that's set in gotham city there you go um you read harley and ivy number one yes so 
Harley Ivy, uh, this is a spinoff from Heroes in Crisis. So this is being written by Jody Hauser. She writes, uh, she's been writing Star Wars books. She created Mother Panic. Uh, she's done you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so this picks up after the events of Heroes in Crisis. So Harley and Ivy, you know, just have split and they're off doing their own thing together. And this is sort of ivy recovering from her death and rebirth uh she she was sort of reborn from uh, from a flower after she was murdered by west so she is now basically with swamp thing kind of stepping down she is the new avatar of the green basically the new swamp thing mm. but uh, she doesn't have the ability really to control her powers yet so she's just kind of a mess right now so they're trying to uh you know get her get her used to get her functioning again she's she's really depowered right now but like you know you can tell she has a lot of ability she just can't uh can't control anything yet mm. how many issues is this going to be uh this one is six issues as well okay so now those people, those three people that were complaining about Ivy not being in any books can at least have this for a couple issues. All right. And, uh, something very cool. Uh, so basically th- this may end up tying into some of the Year of the Villain stuff because something that happens in the issue is the gets deliver- gets a package delivered to her that's from... Uh, Lex Luthor mm. and it's you know basically something to he sends her a gift to help strengthen her you know help help her start rebuilding herself but by the end of the issue uh, they are interrupted but basically the the house where they're staying is invaded by Floronic Man whoa now that's interesting and it's uh he's a really twisted crazy looking version of floronic man and he's sort of got these two floronic man hounds of hell with him crazy and that's yeah that's pretty much what uh, what goes down in the first issue all right lola harley like uh stuff in heroes in crisis here's more of it for you i like when she died so <laughs> If we can get some more than this, we're good. That's an inflammatory comment, sir. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty much, I think, uh, there's other books that came out this week. Let me see very quickly. open up my box and I have to see, uh, give you guys a heads up on what those were. I, I do want to uh, stress to anyone who, whether you missed issue one when the series started or just want to collect it because you're a completionist like some of us are, the Batman Damned hardcover edition is oh, yeah. as well. Is it actually a hardcover? Yes. Okay. It's not. It's not like a trade softcover trade. Yeah. It's yeah. It's listed as a as a hardcover book. Okay. Um, that's coming out. Also, Green Lantern, the the Green Lantern Eleven by um, what's his name, uh, Grant Morrison, and who's doing the art on that? Same Liam dude. Sharp. Liam Sharp, who did the uh, was it Batman Wonder Woman book? Yeah, the Brave yeah. and the Bold. 
um, The Dreaming 13, Superman Up in the Sky number three, which I believe was the Walmart Superman that Tom King was writing, I think. Yeah. Um, so that one's coming out in, in in at the comic shops. Lois Lane number three, Supergirl 33, uh, Marley Quinn 65, um, I th- oh, Deathstroke 47, and then Batman TMNT part three, uh, issue five. A lot of stuff. The big week. And then next week, I think, if I'm not incorrect, another issue of Batman. Yeah. Um, Seven. yeah. So that's going to be good. And, uh, obviously more stuff's going to come out. Uh, that's most of the books, man. So there we go. I think we also should probably mention quickly that, uh, the beginning of this week, um, all the uh, critics started reviewing Joker. Yeah. And uh, from what it seems, unanimously, they've been giving it, like, crazy good reviews. So the movie that everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, why are they doing that? Is getting some of the best reviews of any DC movie since, um, what, like, the Nolan stuff, probably? Um, so, ugh, man... The thing that that uh, so here's the thing from all accounts on the inside, which we're privy to because we know people on the inside, we're hearing that this was supposed to be a one shot movie that the director as well as Joaquin Phoenix like, signed up for that they knew going in one and done. Like we're just going to do this one and that's it. That's what DC like kind of had in mind. OK, we're cool with that. Now that they're getting so much fucking praise for it. I think a lot of people are I've just been I've seen so many people post like, oh, my God, I, I hope they fold this into the Batman universe. I hope they use the Matt Reeves Batman. And then, you know what I mean? And so it's like, fuck, man. So I don't know, like money talks, you know, especially in Hollywood, like it's all about how much money something makes. So even though this was I mean, it's smart. They build it as a one shot because if it does well. Great. It does well. If it does shitty. Well, we tried and it was a one shot. So we don't do anything with it. So it's kind of a genius move to call it that. Um, but if it makes like over two hundred million either first weekend or first week, it continues to make money and it gets nothing but positive reviews. Do you think they'll definitely try to fucking expand on it? I don't know. It I don't know that it's the kind of thing that Joaquin Phoenix is going to go in for. I don't know that he's coming into this with the intention of doing a series of appearance. Yeah. I mean, mean, yeah, I think, I think Todd Phillips put together this story that he liked to just do, you know, we're, we're just going to, we're going to make the comic book movie, like the first comic book movie that can be called cinema. Mm. Yeah. I I think they definitely went, they didn't want to do it. I mean, I think he said it like they didn't want to do even a comic book movie. He just wanted to do a story. Like, let me just, let me just do this story about this guy. And I think it's silly. I, I, I've always thought it, I mean, no one hates on the killing joke and the killing joke is basically a fucking origin story, you know, Mm. but everyone has been all up in arms. You can't ever tell an origin for the Joker. Like Joker should never have an origin and Joker can't be Joker. if There's no Batman. And it's like, okay, like, who fucking cares? Like, you know, like, as far as mom concerned, it's like, it's the movies. The movies are never going to be true to the comics. They never have been. Anyone who thinks that any Batman movie has ever been 100% true to the comics fucking hasn't read the comics. Because there's literally no no movies in the 
I don't even know if there's any comic book movie that is like uh, actually uh, Watchmen was pretty close. Um, but I don't know if there's any other comics that are like a hundred percent genuinely like faithful to the source material. That yeah, so every any any comic book, especially it's notorious in Batman movies over the years that every movie has sort of given its own new pieces of continuity that uh, general audiences, you know, that aren't comic book fans that are just movie fans, end up taking that knowledge and assuming that it's part of the character. Like you had yeah. you had people that thought Joker killed Batman's parents, and then you know, a couple generations later, you have people that think Ra's al Ghul trained Bruce Wayne to be Batman. Yeah, Two Face killed Robin's parents. Mm-hmm. At the circus, they were there. Yeah. Um. So okay. So yeah, I think you know Joaquin Phoenix and even Todd Phillips, they want to make, they just wanted to make a good movie, right? They don't want to, that that's what they were after. They were after trying to make a good movie. Doesn't fucking matter. It just so happens to be based on a comic book character, but it's a character, and they wanted to tell a story about it. I still think that Warner Brothers is so fucking desperate, and it, they're stupid if they don't try to throw everything they can at those two guys to convince them to like expand on it because Warner brothers doesn't give a fuck about like, um, artistic integrity from what we know, because, you know, they fucked over Zack Snyder. They didn't give a fuck about his story or his art, art vision. Um, the comics just recently with damned got fucked over because, um, DC comics was doing something crazy. They wanted to do, uh, black label and they had this whole plan for it and then Warner Brothers was like no 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 so Warner's the the bottom line for them like you said they want to sell lunch boxes and and fucking boxer shorts or toys right so if this movie makes a shit ton of money and it's being praised more than any of the last uh like five years worth of DC movies like they would be dumb if they didn't try to stick with it so, yeah, Todd Phillips and Joaquin probably might say no, but I do think that they'll probably, like, try to throw a ton of money at him or something. Like, you know, they'll maybe it give... Depends. It also depends how this movie ends. Like, you know, we don't really oh. know how it wraps up. What if, true. what if it ends with him dying? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, um, I also... And again, it's just... This is the worst because it's just a pull quote. But I saw a couple, uh, I read an article or a pull quote where it talks about like people are already asking Todd Phillips, like, what would you do? Would you do a sequel? And he says, I will do anything with Joaquin Phoenix again. So he's not saying yes, but he's just basically saying that he really enjoyed working with Joaquin Phoenix and he'd be dumb to not work with him again. So um, anywho, yeah. Anything else we should cover before we uh, wrap it up? That's kind of the biggest thing that I could think of. It's it's tough to know where to draw the line. Like we we usually do uh, recaps for the big conventions, but we haven't done one of those forever. Like we didn't talk about anything we did at San Diego. Oh, that's right. Well, you did. You went to Fan Expo recently. Yeah. Um, you rubbed tits with some of the industry greats. I don't know yeah. if you want to say who, but there's definitely some some legends hopefully coming down the line that are going to be on the show. So, yeah, so those of you guys who only care about the um, the stack episodes and, you know, the interviews and the creators aren't your thing, fuck you because we're getting some <laughs> we're getting some awesome interviews still coming and even 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 as awesome and sometimes more awesome than the ones we've already done, which is impossible, but anyhow, 
Um, yeah, it's good shit. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You good with that? I think we're probably good. All right. Um, if you guys haven't, go back and ch- again, dude. Fucking Instagram is so horrible. Even though it's like the biggest platform we have aside from the podcast. Um, anytime we try to put out an episode in the story posts, or if we even post it on the timeline, it gets not not so much the story posts, but when you put something in the timeline, it gets pushed down because Instagram wants us to pay money to fucking advertise, and um, it's just you know we just don't want to do that every time. So if you guys really want to. Go back and listen to the last episodes if you've missed any of them. We have some insane guests that we've interviewed. Again, Sean Murphy, Lee Bermejo, um, Mitch Mitch Garrods, Tom King, Clay Mann, um, Scott. Uh, Adam, Adam, Adam Hughes told uh, told his story of uh, the day that he spent on the set of Endgame. You know, working as like a, a set hand. Yeah. So crazy shit, man. Great. We have some great episodes in the chamber. If you guys have not caught up with everything, um, we're going to, like we said at the beginning, we're going to try to keep up with a stack, try to give you guys more stack episodes because you keep asking for it. Um, aside from that, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Um, if you have iTunes, rate and review the episode, leave a review. That gets it more seen. Um, share the episode links. I see people sharing it on Twitter all the time. That's awesome. Thank you guys for doing that. Uh, whenever someone says that they hear a really good episode that they enjoy, they'll retweet it. So that's really, really cool of everybody to do that. Um, thanks again to everybody who DMs and emails um, complaining about not having stacked episodes or whatever. Uh, and like and it's awesome that uh, I, I just got a message from Josh Williamson today that uh, he had done a signing uh, this past week for Batman Superman issue one. And he said, you know, he had people mentioning that you know, they, they listened to the show and they heard his episode and, you know, they told him how much they like the show. So that's awesome that people think to, yeah. to mention to, to creators when they see them too. Yeah. If you guys go to conventions and you see creators that we've had on, or you've heard the episodes, definitely like let them know that you enjoyed hearing about their story on our podcast because, you know, they love the support and more importantly, it makes us look fucking cool. So, um, <laughs> definitely do that. But, uh, all right. So, uh, I guess that does it. Um, Robin, you know what? You should ask a question, I feel like, now that we have the opportunity to do so. I don't know if I remember how to say it. The words <laughs> crossed my lips in so long. But it's, a, it's it's still a very valid question. Right. But let's see if I can remember how to ask it. I think it was who? No, not who. It was when? No, I, think it's, it's, I think it's why. Why? Why? Yes. Why the fuck is the trunkler? That's that. <laughs> Uh, all right good shit um all right guys bat force radio over and out hey this is greg Capoole, and you're listening to bat force radio hey gotham dwellers make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to bat force radio we can be found on itunes and soundcloud don't miss out guaranteed to satisfy all of your batman and dc needs